All right, welcome everybody to Fast Crypto. I am your host, uh, John Dulai. Um, so this is the very first episode of uh, the podcast. Uh, this is also my very first time uh, doing a podcast. So um, we're we're just gonna kind of wing it this episode, and you know we'll we'll readjust um, for a future episode depending on um, you know how this goes. Um, you know, I've I've never been the type of person to shy away from you know things that I've never done before or not experienced in. Uh, you know, in fact, I, I'm actually a firm believer in um, faking it till you make it. Um, you know, I I kind of feel like that's how um, that's how crypto has made its way into the mainstream. Like at first, it was like, is it a real currency? Is it not a real currency? And then like now, people are actually buying. Um, you know, houses and, and real stuff w- w- with, uh, with, with crypto. So um, I, I think it's a good principle to live by and it's, it's definitely served me very well uh, in my life. Um, anyways, uh, I'm gonna, I, I do have a, a guest today that I'm, I wanna bring on, um, uh, Mark Kepsel. Uh, he is a, a design lead at VMware. Uh, he is also a good friend of mine uh, and uh, an old roommate um, from back when I was in uh, San Francisco. Um, so Mark, welcome. Uh, Thanks, John. Yeah. How are you doing? Hey everyone. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on this. Um, I'm also going to be winging it as well. <laughs> and I'm going to be the, the guinea pig for the first, uh, episode. Yeah. Th- thanks for volunteering. Um, I, I, I really yeah, appreciate course. it. Um, I had a very short list of people I could, uh, reach out to, but, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Um, okay. So, I mean, like, you know, like we... Um, I mean, how, how have you been since, uh, I haven't seen you for a couple years in person. Uh, and I know that, um, I, we reconnected, uh, we lost touch for a little bit and then we reconnected, um, this past summer and, um, you know, you started talking to me about like crypto and I was like, Whoa, wait a second. Like how, do, <laughs> I, I, I had no idea that you were like into this stuff. Um, so you know, I, I was just kind of curious, like how I never like really asked you, like, how did you like, you know, get into crypto to begin with? Like, what was your like first um, experience with it? Um, you know, like, and what were your thoughts on it? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've heard of crypto. I think like most folks, they kind of hear it and the big kind of suspects are the usual, um, well, the one PDC, uh, right? Um, way back in 2013. Um, but with, with anything, at least with me, um, I have to really know it to get into it. And it was just never a priority for me to learn about the technology and, you know, this whole thing about Bitcoin. Um, but when I got into it, it was, it's actually pretty late in the game. Um, at least in the early stages I've joined mid 2020. Um, and it was at the point of. So we were in that pandemic and um, I've always been uh, a big believer in investing long-term. So I've always been intrigued by the different kind of investing strategies as well as kind of the various trading uh, mechanisms such as like swing trading, calls, puts, you name it. Um, So for me, the key principle here was that I wanted to diversify uh, my holding. So I actually had some time um, during that pandemic to really- Which everybody did, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which everyone did exactly so for me i spent some time just researching it trying to understand 
the fundamentals of you know what the blockchain technology was and then um and then dipped my toes and and the first things i bought were um you know the blue chip cryptos like btc and and eth um so that's how i i, I got started um really so no, the principle so no here one, was no one no one told you about it you just kind of like were curious or, or you've heard about it and you're just curious like searching for it or what yeah, in my case, I was curious and just took the initiative to to learn it, uh, to really understand what I was getting into and, and you know what the you know what the benefits were. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. For me, like it was. Um, I heard about it from um, one of my co-founders from uh, my previous startup, Recio, um, and you know, uh, Jonathan had told me about Bitcoin. And, you know, like I, at the time I was like, oh, you know, this seems interesting. And I just, I just went ahead and like, you know, bought one. This was like back in like 2015 and it was like around $500 at the time. Um, but like, I, I just bought one and I'm, you know, I, you know, I, I just, I just kind of like put it in like the, the back of my mind. Like I, I was like, okay, this is cool. I'll just buy it and just forget about it for a little bit. Um, and then like in 2017, like, um, you know, there's, there was a lot of things like happening. There, they had like a, a crypto boom at that time. Um, and, you know, that's when I just kind of got pulled back into it. Um, and then I, I, I kind of paid more attention and I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. Like this, it actually has like some, um, some real world like um, use cases. And um, that's, that's how I kind of got hooked into more of like the speculation of the, um, of, of cryptocurrencies like I, I i wouldn't say that i was actually like interested in the actual like utility of it uh until like a couple years later um but you know I, I did do a lot of like uh investing in uh crypto back in 2017 um and that's kind of like where i got like my uh my first like real deep dive uh into into crypto um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think we, uh, we have like slightly different stories, but you know, like we, we, we both had like the curiosity, um, to kind of like dive deeper into it. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think, uh, a lot of people have like similar stories. Like, I'm just really curious, um, you know, to, to hear people's stories and, you know, how they got into it. Um, so, I mean, so tell me, tell me a little bit more about like, you know, how it's been like, um, since you started investing, uh, uh, in crypto, you know, like what are like your, um, like, what do you, what do you look at? Um, you know, where do you find your information? Um, you know, just so the viewers know, like how, how people kind of, uh, how different people kind of navigate, um, through and their thought process around, um, crypto. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the usual Google search um, <laughs> usually turns out a few things, but I I would say the one that I've I've followed uh, and still do to today what is this um, YouTube channel called the Coin Bureau, um, and he calls himself the Crypto Guy, and he really breaks things down into especially if in the early stages when I was looking to kind of understand. Um, really all the fundamentals and and then later on as i looked into other projects um it was a great way to break down sometimes complex uh concepts 
Um, so it really depends on, on the way you learn, whether it be reading, you know, white papers of a particular project and things like that. Um, but I find, you know, that YouTube was a great source. And of course, you have to kind of weed through um, a few of them, you know, where they're just um, you know, shilling coin and not actually really <laughs> educating, <laughs> educating, uh, you know, the users on, um, you know, the projects or, or the kind of fundamentals. And it, the great thing here is just always leads with not financial advice, uh, which is a, it's a great um, kind of acknowledgement to the content. Um, yeah, so that's from an educational point. And today, now that I'm a bit more versed in, in understanding the fundamentals, it's really just get out and talk to other people that are interested interested in, in the crypto space. So John, you're a great example, right? So when I had reached out to you and said, hey, you know, just like crypto. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I was met with a flood of information and I was like, wow. Um, so I, that was a great learning uh, point because there's things that, you know, other people might um, have, have learned or things that you didn't know uh, that you could learn along the way. So. Again, if you have friends that, that are interested in that, uh, just strike up a conversation, see where it goes. Um, and I, so I do that now too with, with other friends in my circle. Um, I, you know, I, can, I just say, hey, this project seems interesting. Of course, I always lead with you know, not financial advice. It's just, I'm looking at this particular project because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's a good to have like, um, uh, a, a diversity of like uh, you know sources for for crypto because like it's it's so vast um, and so you gotta like have like different data points and points of view and you know kind of follow what people are doing um, in order to like be you know like not lose your money you know what I mean like I like for me like I. I actually went through like the podcast route. Like I, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts back mm. uh, in the early days. Um, and, you know, one of the ones I listened to is the Bitcoin podcast network, um, mostly because it's like, it was kind of more of an entertaining podcast. Uh, they, they brought on like guests um, and the, you know, they would just kind of like chat um, and, and, and talk about like, and go really deep into, um, you know, whatever you know, projects the, the guests were involved with. Um, so that was, that was a great kind of like resource for me to kind of like um, get deeper into, into the crypto space. Um, and then like after a while, I just, I just kind of like started just jumping into, um, you know, the different um, uh, protocols and dApps and just, just kind of like putting my money in and testing out like different products. And, you know, that's how you just kind of learn. Um, how to how to how to use uh, and how to invest um, your and allocate your money um, just by like trying out like the different products, um, and that's how I was able to like you know learn how to use that, and then you know in, in turn you know I, I was able to, you know to teach you and tell you about it, right? So mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's very important to um, reach out to different people like in in the in the crypto community because a lot of them will have like different um experiences different knowledge um some of them are 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 focused on like nft some of them could be focused on like DeFi. um so 
it, it depends on who you talk to. Like you'll, you'll get like different information and you'll, I, I think it's all useful in the grand scheme of things. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely very important to kind of diversify um, like your, your knowledge sources uh, of crypto if you're going to be successful in it or if you're, you know, to make sure that you don't lose your money. Um, yeah, absolutely. One, one little thing I would like to add there is just the, because of that, um, for me, it was, I was relying kind of heavily on, on you actually for some of the newer things. Uh, just because you've been there, you you kind of jumped off the deep end and, and explored it, and got to a point where you could, you know, teach or um, you know, tell someone else new how might they do it. The the opportunity here from a from a DeFi space, at least, it's the barrier to entry is pretty pretty high because the you know the the, the mechanisms and the complexity to 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 get get started can be could be confusing to to a lot of new folks that, that join so um in terms of what i work in right in, in product design and ux i definitely see a huge opportunity in the the you know the web3 um, design space uh, building out the kind of the next generation of of you know experiences that way yeah, I mean, so, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that there. I mean, back in the early days in crypto, um, like, it was even harder, you know, like you, there was no, like, there, there, was, there really wasn't like a Coinbase. Um, there wasn't any like, um, like on ramps that were like, you know, had, had any good UX, like you had to like send your money to like, some like weird contract, um, some decentralized exchange that you, you didn't know like if you, you were gonna get your money back or not. Um, <laughs> you just kind of sent it there and then like, you know, traded uh, whatever coin like, you know, was hot that day. Uh, yeah. And then like, you would just pray to like, you know, get a hundred eggs on it and, you know, see what happens. Um, you know, nowadays it's more sophisticated. Like you can actually like, um, you know, control, like, uh, or you know where your money's going. Um, but, you know, back then it was just like, like the wild, wild west. Um, so, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I do think there's a lot of um, opportunities here for um, improvements in UX. And, and actually there have been a lot of improvement in UX mm -hmm. um, since um, 2017, uh, you know, so... I mean, I, I, I think that there's, there's still a lot to, to work on in terms, of, um, in terms of like UX and design and user experience. Um, you know, you, people are still like losing their keys or, or like, um, you know, sending like um, funds to the wrong address and wrong protocol. Then um, I, I think that's like a, a, a UX problem that, you know, could be improved on. Um, you know, because in uh, now, like you have like a bunch of like interoperable like blockchains and, you know, you can bridge um, the, the, the assets from like one, one protocol to another. Like if you're going to move like USDC from like Binance over to like Phantom, you know, the, there's like a bridge like and that you need to go through to to get those USDC funds over to 
um, the other blockchain, right? So um, it becomes kind of uh, cumbersome and difficult to track like where, which protocol your money is in. Um, so I think there definitely could be some improvements there uh, in terms of like user experience, especially for like new people um, getting into, into the space. And I, I'd like to actually see, um, see something like that um, in the space. Yeah, it's interesting you brought up uh, bridging, which uh, I would say, I would argue that's still a fairly advanced uh, feature. Um, although they make it easy, it's just not very discoverable or uh, especially for a new user coming on to uh, kind of onboard to at least understanding the mechanisms of going cross-chain, right? Or going to another um, uh, blockchain using the bridge functionality and i in fact my first time doing it was was getting uh uh was learning from you i just over over messenger <laughs> um and so from then on you know i think after that uh i was able to you know kind of seek that out depending on what um project i was in and what i was trying to do with it yeah i didn't i didn't know that was a thing um until yeah yeah it actually took me a long time to like figure that out um, because I was, I was used to um, just kind of like trading on like Ethereum. Um, but then like, you know, I, did, I discovered all these other blockchains that you can actually trade on. And, you know, the idea of like moving your assets to another blockchain, you know, so just to back up for our viewers here, uh, you know, there are different protocols um, that you can send your assets to, you know, after like you've, um, you know, let's say you've, you've sent your money to like on, an on-ramp like Coinbase and then you've, you've traded, you know, for, a, for, a, for one of the cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Ethereum, um, you know, those, those live on like different blockchains. So you can't, act, you can't send your Ethereum over to like the Bitcoin uh, blockchain or, or even to the Phantom uh, blockchain. Uh, well, you can, but you have to like bridge it, right? Um, so... Now, nowadays, like the blockchains actually talk to each other. Um, so you, there's actually different versions of like the coins on, depending on which blockchain you want to send it to. So if you wanted to send like Ethereum to the Phantom Network, like you would actually have to send it to uh, a Phantom address using the Phantom protocol instead of sending it directly to Ethereum. Um, and, you know, this, this adds like a, an additional layer of complexity, um, you know, with, um, with kind of moving your assets around into different blockchains. And like each blockchain has its own um, kind of products that you can use. Um, so depending on which product you want to use, um, you know, you have to move your assets around accordingly using a bridge. Um, so that, that definitely adds like a, a layer of complexity um, that I think could use some, some, some more education, um, especially with like new folks. Mm -hmm. I would like to I would make an attempt to equate it to the legacy type of uh, um, finance. So for example, let's just say I'm with Chase Bank and I want to wire um, some money to a company or to a person and then they have a different bank. Um, you know, things that we're familiar with are like routing numbers and account numbers and things like that. Um, 
or you know wiring ABA number. And granted, we didn't we don't need to bridge, but they are a different banking system. So we need that kind of information to transfer uh, some assets over. Now with with uh, cryptocurrencies, it's much more complex than that. But in order like to onboard people to something familiar or analogous to it would be to be, oh, I want to transfer some assets to this person that has this bank account, or in this case, you know, this wallet or this uh, protocol. Um, so I think there's, there's definitely ways to suss out um, kind of the language around how we talk about um, finance on, you know, cryptocurrencies. Um, for the most part, the way I see it is it's still very um, technical in some of the words, or at least there's some newer words out there. Um, and for, you know, your everyday person that's, that hasn't heard of it and hasn't spent the time to unpack a lot of these new terminologies and the technologies, it does become, you know, a bit of a barrier to entry. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's 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 a good um, analogy to uh, to compare. You know, like imagine like the different blockchain as a different bank that you're trying to send funds to. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that, that, that's a great analogy. Um, you know, speaking of banks, though, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so how 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 do you compare like um, you know your experience with crypto versus banks? Um, you know, I, I, I know that, um, you know, they're, they are very different. Um, and I think that, I, I personally think that dealing with crypto is a lot easier than dealing with banks. You know, like it has, it kind of has its pros and cons. Like with banks, you, you, they have like a lot of like rules and regulations. Um, and if you're in, you know, when you're dealing with DeFi, it's more of like, you know, there, there, are, there are no rules. So you're not really sure what's happening if you don't know what you're doing. So, I mean, you kind of have to pick your poison there. Like, which, <laughs> which, which do you prefer? Right. I mean, what I do today is send small amounts just in case I, I mess up. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty big topic. And I think it's, it goes down to kind of the fundamental uh, reasons or benefits of, of crypto you know, and even, you know, blockchain, the technology. Um, you know, what I find most interesting about it is just uh, uh, the decentralization aspect of the technology. And of course, that funnels into, you know, the big use case, which is the finance use case yeah, on the threat of, you know, banks. So because of this, you know, why I'm really interested in, in it and, and you alluded to it is just the, the amount of control that we have as users, right? Um, so anywhere from voting on governance and policies on particular projects, um, you know, making peer-to-peer -peer transactions uh, without a central body, gaining, you know, too much power over the monetary system uh, that kind of takes it out of you know, the people's control. So that's, that's one of the, the primary value props, at least that I look at, uh, that's interesting in terms of, um, of the crypto space. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, you're right. I mean, it, it, is, it is kind of like a, a balancing act. I think we've been 
um, used to having our hands held, um, you know, mm-hmm. when we're dealing with our with our own money. Um, and like crypto kind of forces you to 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 manage your own money because you are the bank. Uh, you know, you're not you're not you're responsible for your own funds. You're responsible for all your actions. Um, and I think a lot of people are not comfortable with that. So they're, they, they would prefer to, um, to have like something centralized versus in a decentralized um, world, you're just, you're, you're kind of on your own. Um, I mean, there's still some safeguards that, um, you know, that, 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 can, that ensures that, you know, you, you have your own, um, you control your own funds. But like you have to like really, um, you know, make sure like you don't lose your keys or, or anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, so it, 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 I think it kind of depends. And it's gonna it's 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 definitely like a paradigm shift um, for people to to go from that centralized thinking to the decentralized thinking. Um, and personally, for me, like I I actually prefer like the decentralized finance because. I've, I've come, I've definitely run into a lot of issues um, with banks, um, you know, in terms of like my financial transactions, you know, like I, you know, this one time I was trying to get like a loan um, from a bank and, you know, they, they wouldn't take my, 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 um, they wouldn't consider my income because I, I worked for a sports betting company. Um, and, you know, that was like kind of a big deal for me because I, I couldn't get this loan, which I needed um, to, uh, to, to pay off some expenses for like a, a move that I was doing, right? I was moving from, from San Jose back to San Francisco and I, I couldn't get a loan to, you know, fund um, like a move-in deposit uh, that I needed. And, so I actually, I actually ended up getting a loan through, um, through through BlockFi, uh, using my Ethereum as collateral, um, and I was able to get the funds within like a day, like it, it was it was that quick. Like I I sent my Ethereum to uh, to BlockFi and they they gave me um, you know fifty percent uh, of it. Uh, Cause that's, that's, that's kind of like their minimum threshold because the, because it's really volatile. You want to do like a 50% loan to value um, to keep it, to keep from getting liquidated. Um, but yeah, like it, it was quick. I mean, it, it took me like two weeks to find out that I wasn't going to get a loan um, with, with a bank versus, you know, getting a loan within a day um, using crypto, you know, and, and, and that's just like one example, you know, like it's, I, I think that, um, you know, crypto has a lot of benefits, um, especially DeFi um, versus um, banks. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, and to have that in a day, and that speaks to the speed. Uh, and th- another thing that I really uh, enjoy about uh, DeFi, you know, sending transactions or this or um, to another person or purchase a thing, it's just so much quicker. Um, right now, I'm in. The, I'm trying to send um, fiat uh, wire money to um, my contractor to repair uh, a roof on 
um, at my house. And typically I would just send, you know, uh, Zelle or uh, Chase Pay or something like that, but you're capped at a certain uh, number per day. Yeah, yeah. And I, I need to send this as soon as possible so I get the job done. Um, so I can't be sending, a, you know, five transactions <laughs> for five days. Um, and then with the wiring, it's it's back and forth of, hey, can I get your wiring info? Um, so there's there's a lot of speed and just inefficiencies uh, sitting around. And I'm still in the process of trying to send the funds over so I can get the roof fixed. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's, it's a huge problem because like, I mean, the banks don't care if you need to get your roof fixed. They're they're just like, mm-hmm. well, regulations say that you know you you can't have this much money like in one day, so you're gonna have to deal with it, you know. So it, and and it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Um, <laughs> anyway, enough about banks. Um, let's let's. Um, I, I want to kind of switch it to like a more um, upbeat um, or maybe a different topic uh, on crypto. And that's, you know, what, um, you know, do you, do you have like a current strategy um, when you're like uh, investing in crypto? Yeah, it's, there's a couple strategies. They're not anything fancy. One is just playing the long game on a few uh, positions, um, some projects. So for example, Bitcoin and ETH are, are the, are my usual suspects for long-term. Um, and of course, uh, passive income. So some projects to, that, that I go into provide liquidity and just earn um, some, some very solid uh, passive income from the, the, the APY. And in some cases it's uh, APR. Um, and for that, so I know you want to move away from banks, but just going back to, these, uh, DeFi and some of the, the services out there that's offering um, just higher returns on, on, on your money versus, uh, you know, in the traditional savings account. So a good example is, you know, so I have Chase, I use Chase and, you know, let's right now, Chase savings account is uh, 0.01% APY. Right? <laughs> and it, <laughs> So, and, and if you're lucky enough to be the one that has like $250,000 just sitting around in a savings account, it goes all the way up to 0.05% APY. So that's, that's nothing. Both of these do not look good, especially with the current inflation at 6.8%. Um, does not look attractive at all. So let me just give you um, an example. So let's just say I have 10,000 in my savings account, in my Chase savings account. Um, and the, the current APY is 0.01%. That's approximately $1 a year on that $10,000 just sitting there. So let's just say that you put that same $10,000 into a project of your choosing. Uh, so in this case, uh, let's say Cake, um, Cake DeFi and you provide liquidity in BDC and, and their uh, native token DeFi. Uh, and at the current APR, this is APR, not APY, of 70%, that's about 7K on that uh, investment. Um, of course, this doesn't count for any of the volatility or the assets going up or down. Yeah, I mean, but um, if you look at the opportunity cost between like putting in a bank versus in crypto, 
you know, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll take $7,000 over a dollar any day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that, that's just a good picture to highlight um, where things are moving and why DeFi is, is very attractive um, over the traditional uh, vehicles. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how, how banks survive this, um, you know, over the next couple of years. Um, I mean, it's they, they, they need to, um, something needs to change on, on their end. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I mean, for our viewers, it's you guys, I mean, if you guys don't know, like the, the earnings that you can make on crypto are like light years away from what you can make at a bank, for sure. Mm-hmm like hands down. Um, and, and I think like it's at this point, it's like, you know, depending on like where you put like your, um, your assets, like I, the, the risk is relatively low. You know, if, if you, even if you put it in like the, one of the top 10 um, uh, cryptocurrencies and, 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 and the DeFi um, dApps that are associated with them, um, you know, it's, it's, it's relatively low risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I think that, um, that, that, that's a good, that's a good point that you bring up, uh, you know, with, with the earnings that you can make between, um, uh, the banks and, and crypto. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, at the higher end and there's even higher, uh, rewards. It depends on the project. And I'd actually like to talk about that later on the, but there's also more conservative ones. So like you mentioned, right? So yeah, top 10, so let's just say BDC, um, you know, ETH. It's the service that I use right now or I had used was Nexo and Celsius. So you could uh, put a portion of your positions in there and earn, you know, whatever they're offering, uh, you know, from a security and just kind of passive. So if you're just sitting on those long-term and you didn't want to, you know, go into providing liquidity in some other projects. You know, you could earn, you know, six percent or more on that just sitting there, um, which is still much better than, again, sitting in a kind of traditional savings account. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like um, when you're investing, it's all about opportunity cost, um, and you know, you can, like, sure, your money is safe in a bank, but, you know, is it beating inflation is, can you, can you be earning more with it? Um, and I think that, you know, for me, I try to optimize all my idle assets, um, to, to make sure that they're, they're working for me, um, and not just sitting there, uh, you know, being, um, deflated by inflation. you know, we, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, ideally, like your your assets should be earning more than like, you know, three percent or five percent. Right. Yeah. My my recommendation to the viewers here too is, um, before at least for me, just before jumping in and putting everything into, uh, you know, um, you know, a DeFi project or earning a bunch of things, I also make sure that I have at least. Um, rainy day uh, account in fiat, um, you know, just in case things came up and I needed to 
do something on that end of the of the spectrum. So like, and well, in this instance, I'm trying to pay for pay for uh, a roof to get fixed, but it's taking forever, right? Um, but at the same time, I'm not putting um, all of my idle assets, everything everything that I can risk to lose, or at least um, basically what I'm trying to say is like. Yeah, the opportunity costs, that's what you have to look for. But at the same time, before you jump into any of those is to make sure that you have your other things squared away, right? So making sure that, you know, there are some liquid, at least in the legacy fiat, uh, legacy um, money uh, for any kind of emergencies that come up. And then the rest of it, you know, go ham. Yeah, I mean, you, you never want to invest anything that you can uh, that you 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 can't afford to lose. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, like I I always make sure to take profits and send it to my my bank account um, for any kind of reserve funds. Um, you know, so like if you're going to be like claiming any rewards, um, you know, maybe one day claim it to invest back in crypto. And then the next day, you know, use the, the earnings you make and, you know, send it to your bank. Um, that way you're just kind of like slowly um, like paying for, for your investment so that all you have is like house money in, in, in crypto. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I, mean, I mean, for me, I think that um, I've actually, all my earnings that I've made are like my initial investment is already paid for, right? Like all I have in crypto, all the, all the things that I have in crypto are from the earnings that I've made in the past. So even if I lose it all, like it was money that I, I, I never like spent or like I, I, it was like already like paid for. Yeah, that's awesome. For for the viewers, even for myself, I'm I'm curious. Like, what's is there any particular strategy? And we don't have to dive too deep into it, but in terms of um, taking some profits, right? Um, were you just timing it, or did you have a kind of a set kind of uh, exit that you're looking for, and and you're committed to to doing that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think like when I invest in something, like I, I always try to take my initial investment out, right? Like as, as soon as like, like if I put something in like a project, um, you know, as soon as I get like, you know, as soon as it doubles or two X's, like I, I take half of it out and basically like I'm, I'm on my way to, pay, to paying for my initial investment. Um, and then once I get my initial investment back, I can put that back into something else. And then whatever I had in that, um, all my gains that I had in that project, I just let it kind of grow. Um, and so that's, it, it's, it's kind of like a slower, um, you know, slower pace way of like making money in crypto. Uh, but it ensures that, you know, like I'm not like losing money. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you go that approach, um, whereas like you know I, I I see some people they just kind of put it all in like um, something risky, and you know so sometimes they 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 make it and they just like make a, a you know a bunch of money and then they're 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 done, um, but like sometimes they just like lose their shirt 
and you know it's 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 it's, it's not fun um but you also have to have like that that risk um that risk appetite um you know like when 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 there's a bear market you know like i i go immediately to like accumulation mode so i i don't sell anything during a bear market um but i i i'm also making sure that like my assets are accumulating um you know during the bear market so that um when when it goes back to a bull market uh you know like i i can take those profits um and it's also good to always have like a reserve um of like uh like either stable coins or fiat um so that when there is a down market um you can go in and go on a shopping spree um for um you know protocols that you know are going to go come back up you know like there was recently like a dip um in in phantom so you know i i had some like uh usdc or or in fiat so i just i i just bought some up and then like it went back up and then you know just take those profits back and then you know put them somewhere else and you you're you're um on your way to um making more money yeah i think that's a really great advice john is to have some liquidity in stable coins or at least fiat there that you can quickly convert to a stable coin so that when that bear market happens or a buying opportunity shows itself that you're able to kind of act upon that and you have told me that many times and and when i've was in the process of doing it it just taken me a long time i'm like hey oh this is a, an opportunity i want to get into and it was just taking me a long time to um you know on ramp from you know chase to you know uh, like uh, crypto.com for example it'll just take a while to happen and and at, by the time it it clears um the opportunity is over yeah yeah i mean it's it's very volatile and that's why like the your your reserves should be in stable coins i mean that's that's kind of the purpose of like stable coins um is to make sure that you have like something that's pegged to like fiat um that you can quickly deploy you know when when there's like a buying opportunity um otherwise you're right you're 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 at the mercy of the banks you know trying to get your your money into to, through an on ramp um in order to buy those assets um mm-hmm. so that, that that's another reason why you want to you want to keep some um some funds in in fiat and you know in, in fact i i i don't carry a lot of like um like fiat in my bank like i i just have enough there to pay to pay rent um but like everything else like i i i move immediately to a stable coin as soon as i have it um and then i i just deploy it um you know when when there's a buying opportunity for um for something else and 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 plus like if you keep it in stable coins and you put it in like um you know a, a defi a defi product they'll usually they'll usually offer um you know at least 10% on it um which is like you know way more than a bank would offer exactly uh, so so yeah i mean f- for the most part like i i don't i don't keep a lot of fiat only enough to to pay for for my bills um 
but everything else, like all the extra assets that I have is all in crypto. Um, you know, if, if not in a stable coin, it's, it's, it's earning, it's, it's working for me um, in a DeFi product. Yeah, speaking of bills, um, I've, so I, I use um, Coinbase as well as Crypto.com's uh, debit card. So I just um, send the fiat money there, convert it to USDC, and, and I end up paying most of my bills through there and earn, earn rewards uh, on, on both uh, um, products. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely like a lot of like simple strategies you can use that are definitely low risk um, that can, can help you earn, um, you know, with your idle assets. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, that's definitely something we can explore or I can explore in um, future episodes if people are interested in that. Um, cool. Um, all right, so then let's, um, you know, let's, this is, I, I wanna do something towards kind of like the, the tail end of the show um, with all my guests and that's, that's to kind of like, um, you know, do predictions. So like, you know, what are, what are your predictions for, um, you know, some of the cryptocurrencies, like, you know, g- give what's, what's one like low risk um, uh, asset that you, you would, you would invest in, 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 in the next month and like, what's one um, kind of high risk asset um, that you would that you would uh, invest in. Uh, this this is not financial advice, uh, by the way, guys. So just just kind of us talking about like what we think uh, uh, is gonna uh, gonna pump in the next month. Yeah. So from a safe bet and and maybe certainly not a a pump necessarily, but PDC you can't go wrong with that asset class uh, in the in a cryptocurrency. Um, you know, they've been around since 2013 as seen uh, extreme volatility, but always have established new um, support lines uh, and, you know, all time highs for, for that period. Um, I would even say, just to add a, an additional thing to, from a prediction standpoint is just blockchain gaming, uh, I think will continue to grow um, and gain adoption through 20. 22, uh, and partly because the learning curve is also smaller than than uh, the DeFi activity that's happening right now. Um, so that's something to, to keep an eye out um, on as well. Um, yeah, in terms of like something a little bit more risky, this is uh, on a little bit bigger end, like mid cap. Um, I haven't really looked into the small caps yet, but from a mid cap project, uh, something that I've been pretty bullish on is a project called uh, Olympus DAO. Um, and what they are is, it's a, what, what they try to be is a decentralized reserve currency protocol. Um, and it's based on their own token, uh, OHM. Um, and each token, uh, the, the mechanism behind it is backed by a basket of assets, um, such as uh, the DAI. Um, so in the treasury, it's the, the basket of assets is giving them an intrinsic value that you know, they cannot fall behind. So it's kind of like a one-to-one peg. Um, and a unique thing about it that I really like is just the introduction of, of the game theory dynamics. 
So they have a couple of, of products such as 3.3, which is just simple staking and 1.1, which is you know, purchasing a bond. Um, so I won't get too much details of, of those products, but what I do with, with Ohm is just the simple staking, um, set and forget it uh, for the long-term. And because it's auto compounds and with the current growth phase that they're in, um, I had joined at a time when their APY was around 7,000% uh, <laughs> APR. Um, so basically what that means is with whatever your initial investment is, um, I don't have a calculator on me, but there is one that we could provide in the links if, if interested is, so let's say you invested in 2020 ohm uh, let's just assume that 7,000 APR is still uh, uh, around in, in one year, you're making like 180% on, on that investment. Um, so even if Ohm goes down, you're still making profit and gain because of that constant compounding um, from your simple staking. Um, and it's a mid cap, I forget what the exact numbers are. Yeah, the total value uh, locked right now is uh, 2.7 million. Um, it has gone down from four in the current kind of bear market. But I see that in the next um, you know, three to six months in 2022, you know, if, they've, if they get it figured out um, you know, from adoption to um, uh, partnerships and collaboration, among other kind of protocols out there, it's going to be pretty big um, because they, they are the original uh, uh, OG um, team that has come up with this type of treasury and, and DAO. There's other forks, lots of other forks like Wonderland uh, time that, that's, that's coming out from Olympus, but uh, my, my bet is on them. They're very transparent. I'm on a lot of their Discord calls often for their Q and A's. Um, yeah. Cool. I mean, so for me, I, for this month, I would say uh, for the safe bet, uh, I would probably say Luna. Um, they have about almost 20 billion in um, TVL, uh, total value lot uh, in, in the protocol. Um, and they have uh, a bunch of like projects coming out um, in uh, DeFi products coming out uh, this year. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been very bullish on them for, for the past couple of months. Um, they're, they're, they're coming out with really good products. Um, and I think that they have, there's a lot of utility and a lot of what they're doing. Um, like they have products for, um, for loans. They have products for um, uh, optimizing uh, yield on, on yield farms. Um, they're, they're trying to be like the uh, reserve currency um with ust um so so they're they're just doing a lot of things that i, I think are very interesting um 
And so I, I think it's it's a safe bet for them. I mean, they've they've already pumped like this, uh, this past the past couple of weeks. Uh, but I, but I, I think they still have like some room to grow there. I don't really invest in in meme coins. I mean, I, I have, uh, I have some of them, and they're just kind of like laying around. Um, I have Doge and Shiba, mm-hmm. um, but they're they're just they're just kind of there. I got I got those really early, and they're just, um, they're just kind of there for me. Um, but I think if you look at some of the Uh, I would say, let me see, there's, there's a bunch of like, ones here that I'm, I'm looking at, um, Any of the current ones like Phantom, Ada? I mean, maybe not Ada. Uh, since you're not. Well, you know, Ada is kind of like if you just want to be like poor. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, I mean that that coin hasn't moved um, in, in in a while. It has moved. It has moved down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I, I, <laughs> I I don't want to I don't want to say too much about that coin because I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get a a lot of um, a lot of their very passionate community coming after me. Um, I would say one uh, it's I I wouldn't say that it's low risk um, or sorry that it's high risk, but one that's kind of like you know no one's paying attention to and kind of like sleeping is uh, EOS. Um, they... Can you spell that? EOS. Um, EOS. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. So, so they're, they, I think they, they're, they're actually working with, um, I think they're working with Wyoming um, to become like a, their, their, their blockchain for, um, some crypto projects that they're doing over there. So, so Wyoming actually ha- uh, legalized cryptocurrencies, um, and um, they chose EOS to be kind of like the blockchain that they're using um, for for the um, for the state government. I think that I think they're building some kind of like um, some some currency there with under EOS. Um, so they're definitely doing like a lot of things that that's kind of like under the radar that no one's paying attention to. Um, so I would put that as my long longer term bet, um, not necessarily high risk, but um, more more of a, a long play. I guess I'm moving to Wyoming. <laughs> Can you tell yeah. us a little bit more? So EOS uh, is it. A bit different from some of the other city uh, projects, like City Coins, like Miami. No, no, yeah, EOS is an actual like protocol, like like um, I see, like 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 Bitcoin. Um, but like the what you what you're talking about with like the um, the the City Coins project that is under Stacks. Um, 
So the what they're doing is they're actually um, creating like, I mean, I, I would say it's more of like a grant um, to the city that is kind of building the coin. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of feel like they're just winging it too. Like they, 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 they built this kind of um, uh, this, this coin for, for the city, but, you know, they're kind of leaving it, leaving it up to the community to figure out like how they can build utility around it. Um, so uh, Miami, for example, they've raised like 20 million for the city of Miami. Um, and the mayor uh, is, is kind of still figuring out like what to do with that money. Um, I, I think they're, they're, they're mostly putting it in like education and green tech um, from, from what I've read so far. Uh, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully I'll, I'll also benefit from that because I, I live in Miami now. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he, he was also proposing to um, have uh, the Miami residents ha- uh, get uh, Bitcoin dividends um, from that. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Oh, interesting. Cool. Um, so yeah, I, I think we're we're at time now. Um, uh, you know, hopefully we, we we don't have too many edits on this episode, uh, <laughs> and um, you know, I'll definitely you know listen to this episode and you know make improvements to the next one. Um, you know, like like I said, this is a this is a bit of a learning curve for me, um, but I'm I'm definitely uh, up to the challenge and you know up for improving. Uh, future episodes. So uh, thanks, everybody. I hope you guys learned something um, from this episode or picked something up or at least became curious enough to dive into crypto. Um, The idea is here is that, you know, we get as many people, um, you know, interested and involved in crypto because that's, I think that's ultimately going to be better for society because, um, you know, there's a lot of inefficiencies with banks and centralized uh, bodies. And I think that managing your own money is way better than having somebody else do it for you. All right. So that's the takeaway for, for this episode. Uh, Thanks everyone. We'll see you next week.